It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Happy New Year! Hey. Yeah! 2024 is here, and your Cleveland Browns are going to the playoffs. What's is this a new look? Did you get this some Christmas gear? Nah, Took a week I, off and came back. I, Santa I, came listen, early. Nah, for him. I tucked this. Trying this to is, figure this out. This has always been in the tuck. This is Polar Express. You know what it is, man. Shout out to everybody. This is pristine. Like you know some, what I'm saying? This look like hey, some bad boys. Hey, look, it is bad. Listen, shout out to Loom. <laughs> Jay's back from vacation. G. Bush is off the IR. He was a Were mess. you hurt? Were you man. Oh, man, I, I was sending the pictures out, man. I don't know what was going on with my throat. Pause. My throat was just like, it was like, it was just literally bleeding yeah. everywhere. I couldn't talk. I had no voice for a minute. So I just sit down, you know what I'm saying? I sat down and, and contemplated some things and, uh, you know, I decided that did some uh, reflecting. Get some reflected on like what I was doing with my life, and I said I need to stop the cool. Psych! I still got the Kool Aid. Stop playing around. It's <laughs> extra. Just, that's flavor. why your throat was bleeding because yeah. you drank too much Kool Aid. Yeah, that I thought it was it. I thought it <laughs> no, was like it. Like I always say, you know how it ended for those that drank the Kool Aid. That's true. Right? Yeah. He, they no, all died. They all was out of here. Yeah, I was throats like, were bleeding. I, I and everything got, else. Speaking <laughs> of Kool Aid, I got a question about. So Earl came on a couple weeks ago and said the Browns will go five and zero. Yeah. Yeah. If the Browns rest their starters and they lose does that that's count? not five and oh no that's no. not fair though well i don't i'm not here for fair life isn't fair that's Earl, they that's, would not be five Earl, and that's oh bull is right i mean that's they'd weak. be four and one and, I, yeah. and there's they, no wiggle room but on that's that. weak they though. need jeff driscoll to kill they gotta get jeff driscoll better get his money off yeah like that's how it goes that's we're gonna talk about how much we want to yeah. see jeff driscoll by the way speaking of quarterbacks the last browns super oh not super bowl but yeah last browns championship quarterback frank ryan passed away Yesterday, uh, I think he yeah. was 80, 90, 87, 87, I think. Yeah. I read that yesterday. I think he family. was 87. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's it. If you're looking for the guy that last brought a championship <laughs> to the city of Cleveland in the sport of football, he's your guy. So, RIP Frank Ryan. Uh, never saw him play. I'm not that old, guys. Yeah. Uh, my dad saw him play a lot. My dad said he was not spectacular. He always used to, he used to say he's a prototypical guy that I would want leading my franchise. Not spectacular, but could make the big throws. And could hand the ball to Jim not Brown. Not up and down, and he knew his role. Here you go, Jim. Get me nine. <laughs> and, get me, and get that coffee, too. No coffee's warm. <laughs> Our first good morning of the year to Mikey McNuggets behind the glass. Happy New Year. What's up, guys? Happy New Year. It's good to have everybody back. I feel like we haven't had a four-person show in forever. Woo. couple housekeeping notes before we jump into some topics today. But first off, congratulations, Tyvis, on winning the UCSS Fantasy Championship. Tyvis won? Time G. Bush took him out. Wait a minute. Congrat- Hold on. Wait a minute. Congratulations. <laughs> you, stopped, yes. you stopped paying attention. You got second? Oh, yeah, man. It, yeah. It, you Congratulate. Know. Bull was fourth or third? third. I, Congratulations. I third. The, the and, worst yeah. fantasy team in Bro. fantasy history somehow won it all. I, listen. It, was we, it really? We, it, it was Our team was terrible. It was hour wow. by hour. It was, it was touch and go. Yeah. Tyvis jumped out to a, a nice lead. Who had the I, big game for you this week? Kyron Williams. 30 oh, points. Yeah. Three touchdowns. Yeah, Kyron helped me in my other league. Yeah. Star. <laughs> Kyron Williams. I mean, then Geno Smith was balling for him. He I'm had like, like 18. Wow. And, then, and then he had the double, the double joint where he had, I think he had two people playing at the same time. Oh, who was the other receiver you had that was killing? I For did. the Packers. It was, oh, Jada Reed. Yeah, 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 yeah the double scores. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I got a double <laughs> score in my other championship uh, round. I had Patrick Mahomes to uh, Pacheco. And oh, that's like so, hitting it. You know, that's like yep. you just keep hearing the quarters fall. And the Cincinnati huge. game, I had Joe Mixon and, and, and Jake Brown. He and threw Drake a touchdown Brown. to Joe Mixon. I said, nice. oh, my and I, and, and, Thank and, you. So what I'm, what I'm hearing then is, yeah. had I not been overruled by my son, and I would have started Baker Mayfield against you, mm-hmm. 
I would have the championship. Well, we don't that, know that. Is that how it <laughs> goes? No, because you Well, could, the next week... You would have yeah. played Steve I Patton. had like 190 points. Nobody scored more than me the next week. So, you I would have at least been in the finals. <laughs> and I had... Well, congratulations. I had Pacheco sitting on the bench. They switched it up. It was like, ah... Mm. Uh, Wait, you yeah. put Pacheco down? Well, he had a concussion. He had a concussion. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to play. Yeah, yeah but I he was, didn't even practice. And I I'm let like, him ride. I let him ride. An embarrassing job by Steve Becker, who played me for third, you know, because you win money for third place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he started a guy who was hurt. Who? Oh, he didn't who? set his he lineup. He kept Raheem Mostert in the lineup. I got to oh, tell he, you, though, once I'm eliminated, up, I'm out, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't That's set my lineup. I don't look. I don't even look. I'm like, I didn't win. I don't care. I don't care. I am. So Congratulations, though, Tyus. Anyway, Tyus is the champion. Well, how much money? There was money in there six was six yeah, bills. Six bills. So where are we going to dinner? <laughs> He's already been paid. <laughs> that would handle the marble room. The four yeah. of us. <laughs> well, so, yeah, so shout out Tyvis for that. Also, <laughs> Earl and myself joined a uh, a fan league with some of the UCSS super fans, and Anthony joined as well. J Ray won that. Earl came oh. dead last. Just want to throw that out there. Earl, Earl, Earl had a rough fantasy football season. How did you do in our league? Rough. He didn't uh, make the playoffs. Yeah, Who finished last had to be. It was Leroy. Leroy. Leroy stopped setting his line. What's the name? punishment again? Oh, Leroy's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. It's a video. Oh, no, no, Isn't no, no, it a no, music no, no, video? No. Would he get the money had he finished first? <laughs> yes. He okay. paid very late, so. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> he would, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think no, we'd write him a check if he won it. That's true. Can he pay his way out of it? Yeah. That's a good question. Maybe he pays What would it take for all of you guys for Tyvis not to make this video? Uh, Leroy. Or Leroy. Somebody yeah. say, Tyvis, I'll make the video with flying colors. Yeah, I know uh, you would. Never yeah. met a camera you didn't yeah, love. Yeah. How much would it take for you? I mean, he got a buck fifty. Yeah. yeah I, so for six hundred yeah. bucks, yeah, seven fifty. I'll tell Leroy. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, last last thing, I just want to I want to make this public statement very clear. On New Year's Eve, I was out. Met some guy, and the first question he asked me, watch the show, thank you for watching. He had some friends from New Jersey, cool dude. And he asked why me and Bull don't get along. So I just want to clear the record. I don't understand this. You, me and, you Bull, and Bull are brothers. Me I mean, and Bull yeah. are homies. There's you're no baby bad Bull. blood. Yeah, well, Bull, whatever you say, honey. <laughs> you're right, Bull, you're right. Oh, I, you know what? I just <laughs> changed Listen. my mind. Bull, I agree with you. <laughs> <I'm right. laughs> Bull, you're absolutely <laughs> right. You, you know I have what? nine pages of notes here to argue against <laughs> you. <laughs> but now that I know how Bull's going to say it, I'm, Bull, I'm with you. What do you, what do you mean, what do you mean gonna, we have topics? We're scrapping those. Hold on. You're going to see me and Bull go at it on the first actual topic because we cannot be Further uh, we do disagree on, disagree on this. First. Oh, first you disagree but. now. By the time it's over, here's Mikey. You know, I've changed no, my mind. No, not even close. But there's not an ounce of bad blood between me and Bull. I enjoy everyone out on this panel. Yeah, and I don't, don't really, understand. There's, there's like no the bad blood between anybody. anybody. Yeah, yeah, there's no it, so. bad blood. I'm asked that a lot too, usually about Bull. And I, I always tell people, I say, you know, we must be doing a really good job if you think we hate each other. It's so funny. Because obviously, you have to find flashpoints on a show like this. Yeah. If there's no contention, there's really no show. It's boring. You couldn't watch four guys up here and all say the same thing. It wouldn't boring. work. Yeah. Trust me, I've been part of it. Yeah. It can't work. Don't brother-in-law the drill, Tyvis. I don't argue none of y'all with none of y'all. Yes, you do. You all argue with time. all of us, but you agree with all. All the time. I do not argue with y'all. You and I were arguing against you on something recently. Yeah, like I can't you, remember what it was. You was he's arguing, arguing oh, right now with all of us that he doesn't argue with us. Oh yeah, yeah, y'all was dead wrong on that. About what? Joe Flacco and Miles Garrett. Joe Flacco is definitely more important than Miles Garrett right now. You got some white beard fuzz from your. Wool on your oh, oh, for real? There's only one. There's only one yeah, rivalry on this show that's that. actually thank you, man. comes from like a bad place, and that's that, Director Steve's time. That's, that's, that's the only. That's the ugliest thing. That relationship was real. Because I don't like Steve. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. That's yeah. it. Other than that, everyone's cool. Everyone's cool. Yes, so. there's no um, bad blood. So, why don't anybody watch the games yesterday? Phenomenal. Yeah. I did not watch the second game. I didn't watch the second one. I, I, I didn't watch the second one. Nobody did. I didn't watch the second one. The first one was, listen. It was a great game. They did. Kudos Hats to Michigan, off to Michigan, man. man. Yeah. Guys, Hats you off. You got to give credit where credit's due. They doing their thing. Yeah. They, they, it looked well, very you know what? special. Uh, my son was talking to Greg Schiano after the Rutgers game. Mm -hmm. And Corey said, flat out, who's the best team in the Big Ten? He said, oh, it's, it's not even close. He said, he called them. He, the, he was, he was said, the one that called them the cheaters. Yeah, but if you go back, he's made some comments since. He wasn't. He said he, in that interview, he yeah. wasn't talking about that. Oh, okay. He's talking about something else. Well, that run by Blake Corum for the touchdown oh, in overtime was clutch. unbelievable. Absolutely yeah. clutch. But what, what what he told Corey at the time was unequivocally the best team. And Corey was like, "Really? Over Ohio State? No question. Why? Easily. The line. Yep. He yeah. said they are violently aggressive." 
on both sides of the line. And it really drives home the old adage. It used to be, that's how you would win in the Big Ten. Yeah, That's how Woody won in, in year after year after year. And it's funny that it's full circle. And he's a, obviously a Bo Beckler disciple. He has built that line to be not just good or above average. Something gets the best in college football on both sides. That's well, how you win. And it, it, what makes me laugh is that, you know, uh, when Ryan Day got into it with Lou Holtz because he called him a finesse team because of the sure. line play. He was right. No, <laughs> listen, let's not credit Lou Holtz for that. Let's credit our old friend Maurice Claret, who yeah, on said this that show two years ago. last season, not la- this past season, two seasons ago, sat here and said, our guys are too concerned about what their socks look like. Our guys are too concerned about their swag and their uniform. Do I look like a rock star? Yeah. And he said, Michigan is concerned about one thing. Do I play like a rock star? And you, I think Maurice a, hit the nail a, on the head. Sad day. More yeah, on this later. We're going to talk we'll about Ryan Day and his job security uh, <laughs> coming up. But in the meantime, should Kevin? Wait, we got to we got to do it. Gotta we got to start. Yes, we have to start with the FanDuel read. New Year, same title sponsor, and that is our friends over at FanDuel. The regular season of the NFL is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose, just place the bet. As a new customer, and you get $150 in bonus bets. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of biddings to bet on and different ways to bet, including live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel an official partner of the NFL. And today's winning FanDuel ticket comes from our guy Bubba, who turned $20 into $3,836 in the Browns game. He changed all the alternate individual player props. Flacco over 300. Elijah Moore over 40 receiving yards. Elijah Moore anytime touchdown. Kareem Hunt anytime touchdown. (laughs) Browns money line. Brees Hall under receiving yards. And Joku over receptions. That turned twenty dollars into three thousand three hundred, uh, three thousand eight hundred thirty-six dollars. Good for him. Yeah. And sixty Hey, that Flacco over three hundred. He had like two ninety in the first half. Oh, so he, he had, had two ninety-four. He had to sweat that out though because well, they he barely threw the ball in the second they, half. They just decided yeah. to get conservative Man, on us. Man, he had that ticket one at halftime. Yeah. What are you talking just about? Just about, except for that Flacco number. That I mean, I, I'm I sure mean, there was yeah. a time in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, where he was like, I'm not going to get it. Are you down now? Did you switch and convert? You know, did you convert did. to, came, to the flat? around last you, you week. came around yeah. after that 300? Oh, that's right. You wasn't, he wasn't yeah. here. Like, I wasn't here. Right, you know what I'm saying? You I came look, around. Listen, I look right into that okay. camera Wait, right he, there. Wait, he wasn't <clears> down with Flacco? I he said, said he didn't convert. Me, hold on, let me. See, that's what happens when you, when you take breaks. You know, that's what <laughs> My that's mind what is, is, listen, I don't know what you breaks. said last week. Anyways, what happened was the conversation was I said that Joe Flacco's performance, I put an asterisk by it because oh. he was going against the 29th ranked pass defense, 27th and 25th. Got it. Okay. I said if he does it against the Jets, who was the number two ranked pass defense, did it. I'm a firm believer. And mm. I look right into that camera on Friday's show on the YouTube show and on Channel 3. Make sure y'all check us out on Fridays at 1230 to 1 o'clock. Nice plug. Anyways, I said Joe Flacco. I am wacko for Flacco. Joe Flacco went for over 300 yards. He looked great. Long as he don't turn the ball over, this thing go to the Super Bowl. Wow. All right. Bowl. All right. We pull, we, we pull up the card to the curb to get you in. All right. Listen, all, we, we welcome all newcomers if you want to get on. Yeah, get I on hope down. you don't flatten the tires of the bandwagon. Bandwagon is here. All the national well, I'm media. A, I'm on a diet now. So I'm losing, <laughs> you on your New Year's I'm, I'm Day diet? Weight. Yeah. You know, I've, I've given up bread and I'm, and I'm lowering my carb intake. Mm. Good. That's smart. Also, drop your sugar. Uh, that's my not, thing. That's what year. my wife said. I'm yeah, not, ready to, I'm not ready to go there. Sugar is the body's toxin. But I am drinking I more. You, I am drinking more All that water. ails you is sugar related. And I'll also say this. Uh, at the end of the show, Mikey's going to play a game with us. This sounds fun. He's going to give us a Browns player. We're going to have to say what that player's New Year's resolution should be. Let's mm-hmm. go. All right. In the meantime, Kevin Stefanski's got a huge decision on his hands because it's rest versus rust. We've talked about this a million times. In baseball, it's very interesting, particularly with pitchers getting them out of their five-day rhythm. If the Browns starters don't go, it would be 17 or 18 days between starts. That that gets pretty lengthy at that point. What does Stefanski do? Does he rest or does he <laughs> r- run the risk of building up rust? 
to me, it's a no-brainer, guys. I, I rest them. The Browns haven't the Browns haven't had a bye week since week five. They had the earliest bye week. They've been the most beat-up team in all the league. And yes, they have thrived in the chaos. They have done a magnificent job dealing with injuries. But this is a no-brainer here. Joe Flacco is a veteran. If I was going with a young quarterback, maybe I would think otherwise because, you know, he hasn't been here before. Joe Flacco's been to the playoffs many, many times. And he is has you know, he has as many road wins. He and Tom Brady, I think, a one two They're in tied. road wins. He's second? Tied. They're tied. tied. Is it seven nine or eleven, wins. something like that each? Uh seven each. Tied oh, seven each. Joe Flacco is about to turn thirty nine years old. Who knows how many games he has left in the tank? I don't want to waste one of those games in the tank in a game that is 100% meaningless. The Browns cannot move from the five spot. It's not like even they could drop to the six or something like that. No, they are locked 100% to the five spot. Uh, In case you cared about it, the game doesn't mean anything to the Bengals, so it's not like you're affecting the playoffs in another way. So, to me, there's guys that are banged up that I can't play, including offensive linemen. And that's another reason. It's like, well, if I'm going to sit a couple of offensive linemen that are banged up, I'm not putting Joe Flacco behind a bunch of backups. So yeah. to me, it's an absolute no-brainer. I sit all the important players. Ty. Yeah, I'm not playing them either. Any Anybody that, that thinks that they should play has not played the game of football because Ooh. you know how physical this game is. And on top of that, just knowing the history of the Cleveland Browns, it seems like every single Sunday we march out there, somebody goes down. I'm not willing to run the risk. This is the first time we can finally we've already had to overcome all this adversity. Let's at least go with at least the core guys that I know can at least make it in the playoffs and be successful. So I'm not running the risk. I'm not rolling nobody out there. The twos and the backups need some reps. These young guys need reps. Just in case something happened, they need to plug and play. We already know it's been next man up, but let's get these young guys some game reps. So if just in case something happens in the playoffs, they're not too, the lights aren't too bright. Because I've heard that one before. Man, man, it's all fun and game till somebody die. <laughs> it's all <laughs> funny till somebody die. And I'm not being, you know, talking about death right now. I'm talking about, go back and look at Bradley Chubb. Yeah, you, you think they don't want that back? Hmm. You in the game and they... And they're, they're getting boat raced. They're getting boat raced. That game don't what, count for what nothing. What was he doing on the field? You got Crazy. one of the best defensive ends. He's probably a great year, 11 sacks. And he's running around trying to chase 13 running backs, and he blows his knee out. Now, here's the thing. What did you get from that? And you as a coach said, well, I wish I would have. How many sight 2020? If you put your players out there and you ain't got nothing to win, it's all about ego. you telling me that 12th win is more than, than being able to come into the playoffs ready to go? You're crazy, man. I'm not playing none of these dudes. I wouldn't play Flacco. I wouldn't play anybody significant up front. Miles Garrett is on bubble wrap right now. Don't even talk to this Darius Smith. <laughs> you trying to get it to a point. You're supposed to use this. Think about it like this. This is your buy. If you wanted to sit, if you wanted to, people play hard all year to get what a first round buy. Yeah. This essentially is a first round buy in your first game against a team in the AFC South. And you're, ne- you're most likely going to play in a warm climate. So guess what? Guys are ready to go refresh, reinvigorated, and this is no-brainer. I'm not playing nobody. I got the JV's plan. Yeah, you are going to play in a warm climate. Yep. You're either going to play in the Dome in Indianapolis, or you'll be in Houston or or Jacksonville. Yep. Yep. Done deal. So, and the beauty of this is, how often, I don't know that this has ever happened before. They have the possibility of playing three teams that they've beaten. They've beaten all three of these teams. They're going to have a better record than all three of these teams. Yeah. Couldn't agree more with you guys. And I know it says it makes a boring show when everybody agrees. No, I'm going to disagree. Okay, good. Well, then we'll save your thoughts for last. But honestly, there are only bad things that can happen. when you. And the Bradley Chubb thing for me cements <laughs> it. And this isn't the first time we've seen something like that happen. What is mind-boggling to me, when Bradley Chubb was being carted off the field, his head coach, Mike McDaniel, gets down on his knee and he's got his arm around him while he's on the gurney. And he knows that he's done. Yeah, he he also it. knows that he's probably not playing until third or fourth quarter of next season. That's crazy. I hate that. He's got his (laughs) arm around the young man, and he's saying something to him. And the only thing I can hear as I'm trying to figure out what the conversation is is about is he's trying to explain himself away why he had you out on the field Hmm. in a meaningless – that down was as meaningless as any of the preseason snaps. It meant nothing. And it drives home again the point that you cannot afford – to lose one of your best players. And, Bull, you said 
there, there's it's a no-brainer. I, I, I agree because what are you going to learn in game 17 that you haven't learned already? You can't better your position. Now, all of that being said, Kevin Stefanski has a tightrope to walk here. It's a, it's a slick dance. He has to have the team maintain their edge. He does not want to send the message to his team, we're going to Cincinnati to punch the ticket and come home. We don't care about the outcome. Winning breeds winning. Losing breeds losing. I do not want to go into the playoffs on a disappointing loss to a team that likely will also be sitting some of its starters. I'd be surprised if Chase plays. Yeah, Why I would he? So. You know, so I think Cincinnati's going to make the same decision. So it's basically going to be your backups against our backups. However, we have a big dog in the fight. Yes, 12 wins is nice. It's an ego feed. It's nice. It means nothing in the grand scheme of things. But what does mean something is how you go into the playoffs. I loved what you said about the bye week. In seasons past, the top two teams got the bye. Mm -hmm. Even though the Browns could never be the two seed, in all likelihood, they'll finish with the second best record in the AFC. So reward yourself with that bye, but earn it. Go into the playoffs on a victory over Cincinnati, finish 4-2 and two in the toughest division in the NFL, and, and move on into the playoffs. But And I want to see what Pierre Strong can do with 25 that, carries. That's the, fir right. that's the first person and who's I thought about. Quarterback? That's everybody. Doing. Is it Driscoll or is it Phillip. PJ? No, it's Phillip. And, oh, Phillip. I forgot. And, and, I, and I want to see Cedric Tillman and David Bell get 10 targets. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, let these guys play a lot. That's it. And think about this. You mentioned, you guys both mentioned Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Houston. You know what else they have in common besides all being alive for the AFC South Championship? They're all playing this weekend. Yep. They all got to play their guys. This and, is a playoff game for and, those. And all three of those and teams. And their quarterback, you know, uh, C.J. Stroud's just coming off that concussion, right? Trevor Lawrence is banged up. Uh, the Colts are already on their backup quarterback, so they ha those teams all have to play, yeah. and they're risking injuries and all this stuff. And sure. and that's it. The only the only reason to consider playing is the whole rest versus rust. But nobody's ever been able to prove for me. Every time a team that had a bye loses, it's like, well, they were rusty. Well, do we know that's well, why they so lost? We don't know that. No, we don't. But one time, I, I can't remember the year. It was either fourteen or fifteen. There was a question of, I think it might have been Kansas City was going to rest, or three or four teams that had won they were going to rest, and we had asked our research division at ESPN, do it, see if you can find out. It's very, very difficult to find out. Here's what they learned. Well, this team rested four of their starters, their main starters, quarterback-wise. Right. Does that mean that the whole team rested? Right, right, and, right. And they won. There, there was one trend, which I think needs to be brought up. I can't remember the number, but it was more than 50%. The majority of the teams that rested, and the way we decided to do it was the core stars on offense, mm -hmm. not linemen, even though they're very important. Yeah. Did the team rest? It's quarterback, it's running back, and a wide receiver. All three of those. Oddly enough, the majority of the teams that rested when they could have played ended up losing in the first round of the playoffs. It was very small. It wasn't like it was lopsided. It was close. And again, because they didn't rest all their starters, you know, it's right. very difficult to say. How rusty is a team? How rested is a team? Right. I don't know. You can't quantify rest versus rust by you numbers. Can't. I, I went back. I tried finding any I, – I spent like two hours yesterday trying yeah. to dig through to find anything I could find to help. It, it's more of a gut feel. Right. I disagree with you guys in this particular instance. In, I tried to explain this before the show. In 99 out of 100 cases, I'm with you guys. You rest, get healthy. But in this particular case, with this particular set of circumstances for the Browns, I disagree. And here's why. What we have with Joe Flacco right now, even in our wildest dreams, I don't think any of us could have imagined Joe Flacco playing this well in the Cleveland Browns, in a Cleveland Browns uniform through five weeks. Gee, you're the most diehard, optimistic Browns fan I know. In your wildest dreams, could you have imagined Flacco joining Jim Kelly, Patrick Mahomes, and Peyton Manning as the only quarterback to throw for 1,600 yards and 13 touchdowns in a calendar month? Um, I'm going to say that, but I did say he was going to throw for 300 every game. So he's played great, but he's played even better than the, the Wildcats. He's played historically great. Yes. yes. So I didn't see that. Yeah, none of us did. I saw and, him being and it, a it serviceable been crazy. quarterback no. that gave us a chance. We would have been crazy to project that, predict that before. And no one saw it coming. And because of that, because Joe Flacco, for whatever reason, he's found the rhythm he's in, the practice schedule, the connection <laughs> – I am terrified. And, yeah, you can say oh, I'm playing scared, then, and I'll, I'll take that. And yeah. I hear all the merits to resting. I think that's a very valid case. I am more scared of doing anything to get Joe Flacco out of the current rhythm he's on with, once again, 
no analytical or statistical backup to prove that this would throw him off his rhythm. Because I think for the Browns to reach their ultimate goal this season, which I think the Browns can win the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco playing at the level he's at right now, right. I am not risking anything to take him out of that rhythm. And I hear all the risks. Players got hurt all season. Yes. Their offensive line may not have all their starters because Batonio probably needs a rest more than anyone else. I hear it. You may not have more in Cooper. I get it. I'm not even suggesting he plays the full game. Maybe treat it like the last preseason game. He plays a quarter and a half, four or five series. But make sure he stays in that game rhythm, in the rhythm he's in right now, because if he's not playing at this level, I don't think the Browns can win a Super Bowl. And I tried thinking okay. of the best analogy I could find, and it's probably not great. I tried putting my G. Bush hat on, but mm. this is what I came up with. And if you guys hate it, we'll just never talk about it again. But I think it's kind of, kind of accurate. If we hate it enough, we'll always talk about yeah, it. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Joe Flacco, in this current situation with the Browns, and once again, it's not apples to apples, but it's, it's, it's fruit. Joe Flacco, in this instance, is your dad on Parents Weekend in college come with you to the pregame at the frat party. And he steps on the beer pong table, and all of a sudden he hits four or five shots in a row. And he's like, i got to use the bathroom. Are you letting your dad leave the beer pong table after he just made four or five shots in a row? He called Island. He's old. Could or, have are you saying, I don't want him pissing or, himself are you at saying, the party. No. Go to the bathroom, Pops. We're finishing this damn game, and then you can take a piss. No, piss your pants, my, but we ain't getting off the table. No, my I am bladder. not letting Joe Flacco no. leave the table till the job is done. You're basing this all on, like, nonsense, non-factual <laughs> beliefs. And resting guys, like, enough, we just it, proved, it, has no factual backing it's a that feeling. it actually helps. It's, yeah, I think he is. I, well, I think you're right, yeah. but I think we are, too. I mean, I'm, I, my gut, here, here's what I would ask you to do. Put yourself in Mike McDaniel's situation. You look a lot like him. No, no, no. Here's the difference. I said this on the show <laughs> I did yesterday. Lot, like, Mike McDaniel's thing was coaching malpractice. There was zero to gain by Bradley Chubb being in the game. Well, down hold on. 30. What, what, what? I got it. Wait There's a minute. There's zero to gain. At I got a question instance, for you, Big At least Nugget. in this instance, and then, Thomas, you could ask your question. At least in this instance, you could see the other side of not wanting to get out okay, of Okay, but now you're, now you're Kevin Stefanski. Yes. Flacco gets blindsided first play of the game. Carted off on a gurney. Yeah, I feel like dog, you don't have to have like one conversation crap. with Joe Flacco. Put your arm around and say, "Sorry, kid, I just I just woke you up in the middle of your craziest fantasy dream. I'm sorry. You're back to reality. You have to have 53 of those conversations. No, 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 no you no. have to look Miles Garrett in the eye, who may be no closer to his ultimate team goal than he is right now. He has to you look all to of look us in the eye. You have to look him in the eye. You have to look Browns Nation in the eye. You have to look Jimmy Haslam in the eye. And you have to hear in your head, and now you're starting on up for the Cleveland Browns against Jacksonville. At quarterback, Jeff Driscoll. And all eyes are going to turn to you on the sideline. You, okay? you ready for that? The well, season's said, over. If Joe Flacco week, gets hurt, the season's over. Oh. That's it. End of end the situation. Exclamation point. They're not beating anybody with whoa, those two guys. Whoa, whoa. And that's why I think you got to keep Joe Flacco in this zone. It's like a shooter, Jay. You're pitching, right? I get it, but he's so my thing. already two quarterbacks have season-ending injuries in this offense. I hear it. I hear with it. this line. Like I said, I, to- I, I totally just get the other side. Wanna- of it. I totally understand. The hesitation, the scare. I, I totally get Make that. And like ideas. I said, in 99 cases out of 100, I'm actually with you guys. I just think no. this he Joe had Flacco 11 months of rust and <laughs> jumped so off his couch didn't matter. with a soda in one hand and a bag of popcorn in the other, and has never played better. But That's make, my point. So don't stop. Let make, him rock. Look, if he can come back from 11 months on the couch and look that good. I think 17 days will be okay. And he's already at a rhythm because they played on Thursday this past week. So the rhythm wasn't the same. He didn't practice the well, same can, amount this past week. Let me ask you guys week. this. What about this? Yeah. Let's, well, maybe well, there's let, a let, middle let, ground. Let me ask this question real quick. I want to chime okay, in. Okay, ask it. That. Ty, sorry. So my question for you, McNuggets, would you take yes. Would you take 254 yards, two touchdowns as a, as a stat line for the playoff game? What's the picks? The one. Two to one. So you're talking about the Rams game. He's asking a PJ Walker stat line. No, no, no. No, I'm not. I'm asking 254 yards. Was that what it was against the Rams? Yeah, I think that's what he did against the Rams. That was was the Rams game. Yeah, would would you take that? Against Jacksonville? They lost that game, Tyvis. In Jacksonville, would you take that? If he does that against any of the AFC South teams, they very likely win, in my opinion. Okay. They beat the South, yeah, but they're not beating That's his his first game off the couch. Yeah. Denver don't count. His first game as a starter off the couch, that was his numbers. Why yeah. would you, you would hey, take that? Did every, they win that game, Ty? And by the way, That's the Rams the have turned out to be a I, damn good football. Yeah, I say the Rams. This is a, this is things about sports. Sometimes people don't get it. 
sometimes you have one chance to do something special. You don't get to run it back. Like there's so many people that miss their opportunity. There's people around here that, 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 you know what, if I would have made it to that interview, if you know what, if I would have played my senior year, if we would have never played Joe Flacco, Look, you know, I, we played in the game and 9-11 happened. The game gets postponed and my career was over after running that game back. We were 1-10. We went, we postponed the game. We played Phillip Rivers and everybody was so excited to play because you're a MAC team and you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. But I'm looking around like, man, I just had a nasty feeling about it. I'm like, I don't want to play this game. Like, mm. we going to go out here and get smashed. My mom kept telling me not to play. I'm like, my dad's like, come on. What are you talking about? You kids don't get a chance to do that. You st- stop. You're doing too much. And I tore my ACL. I got blindsided, blocked, tore my ACL. And all of the, the off-season work you had planned to do and all of the training stuff that you talk about, you know, they say, yo, you're playing a lot. You get the off-season program. Let's gain some weight. Mm-hmm. This is where we want you at. When I tore that ACL, it was done. It was no chance for me That's coming right. back because I was already a Mac player. And now I gotta be I gotta ramp up just to get back and play him. Sometimes, you know, it sucks, but the Cleveland Browns got something special going. Your job is to babysit it. Sometimes your job is to don't let the kid kill himself if you babysit. Just put him in front of that TV, give him the internet, sit by him, and don't let him do nothing dumb. And that's what Browns need to do. It's not rest versus rust rust. It's risk versus reward. I like that. To me, him playing is either no reward or a minuscule reward where the risk is way too high. Well, what I'm going to tell you is as a, as a former athlete, I'm going to tell you right now, if you got any doubt, if you like, I don't really feel like playing, do not go out there. Right. Because I'm telling you right, right. now, if your you heart, ain't, hurt. If your heart you ain't in hurt. it, I'm telling you right, you're going to be lots of days to go out there and something's going to happen. I'm telling you. So if you're what? not going to be 100% and play hard, do not go out there. And I just don't see, they're going to look at it like, what's the point of us being out here? It's, so we're not going to play 100%. Let, let me ask you this, Tyvis, as a former player. Would you have them, even though they're not going to play? We're all they're practicing. You still they practice, are practicing. Right? You still yes. practice. Yeah, yes. we ain't. Well, get, you ain't getting out of that. You there's are still practicing. Still, risk of injury, much less. Uh, is there middle ground? I would maybe that's, we, that's maybe we play Flacco a quarter. No, just to yes. keep them in I'm that not, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. them. No, nope. that's what I want. None. No, nope. not for me. No, I'm not doing it. I've got my scenario because now you asking every. Now that means your whole offensive line got to get dressed and go out there for one. No, that's right. No, I'm not doing that. And we trying to get people back. We trying to see if Delpit come back. We can see with Juan Thornhill, Agbo, Agbo, and you right. don't know what the you Dustin don't know, Hopkins. Yeah, you don't <laughs> know what these dudes is dealing with. My shoulder might be hurting though. Like this, this one game off might get it back to a, close to hundred percent. Right, no. Denzel yeah. and no. Miles Garrett are still not hundred percent. I'm not playing. I think if you would have asked the Browns at the beginning of the season, and obviously there's no way to figure out how this thing played out, but if you would ask any NFL team at the beginning of the season. How'd you like to rest your starter 17 days between last week of the regular season and first week of the Love playoffs? It. Every team, hand up. Yep. I'll take it. Give Let's it to it. me. Isn't this the first? I think this is the first time the Browns have been in this situation since I can't the 90s. remember it. Ever. Yeah, At Co- least. Corey was home. My son was home over the break, and he said, I think that in my lifetime, yeah. this is the first time that the Browns will play a regular season game where they're, they're, locked, they're, they're locked in the playoffs. They're yeah. already in. Right, it didn't done. happen in 2020. It no. Didn't, it didn't happen in 2002. And you got to go back to 90. Yeah, Belichick, maybe. Maybe? Yeah, I don't and, know. And, it's, and, it, and it, you know what, to be truthful, that wild card is setting up real nice right now. You got the AFC South. You sitting pretty. I'm like, these dudes don't scare me at all. I could get healthy. And then there's a chance the way the Bills is playing and some of these other teams that they could potentially upset a floundering Dolphins team. Well, I think the Bills are going to win and win the division. I do, too. They are. Yeah, we talked about the Bills, like, at the halfway point of the season. I kept saying, they're like Jason from the Friday the 13th movie. If you can death knell them, get them out. But I'm not as – they remind me of us, to be honest with you. I would actually like to see a game against them. I would love to play I feel like they're just like the Cleveland Browns to where it's – they get a bunch of touchdowns, but they turn the ball over at a high clip too. So, literally the same. I never thought I would say it. Man, it's Kansas City, boy. I don't know. What's – I text Darren like – They look like a different team. What are y'all doing? They look like a different squad. Their defense is playing well. They won. They won. They won. 
their last game on defense. Their offense, but, they got, you know. They got winner's fatigue, man. They're they ready to go home early this year. You know, they every year they always deep into the And you know playoffs, what? Here they are again, the home for the playoffs. <laughs> but, they, but they won't I mean, not be, throughout, but. But Patrick Mahomes has never played a road game in the playoffs, not. but he will this year if they, yeah. you know, if He's they played win. neutral site games in the Super right. Bowls, obviously. Okay, another read and then we move on. As we learn more about what Stefanski plans to do, we will continue to have this rest verse. Actually, boy, I like how you, you were. We won't find risk, out today because they're off today, right? They're off today. But I'm yep. saying it's later in the week as yeah, okay. we find out. Uh, new sponsor alert, guys. But game time is officially part of the UCSS roster. If you ever had a frustrating time buying a ticket or finding online tickets, you weren't sure where to go or if you could find good seats for the right price, well, don't worry because game time has the answer. You will never have to worry about buying tickets to your next event again. Download the Game Time app. It's the only ticketing app that gives you a complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front, so you don't have to worry about extra fees hitting you on the back end, and you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. You could buy tickets in seconds with just two taps, so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with the GameTime app. You could download the app in the App Store, just create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first ticket purchase. Terms apply again, just create an account and redeem the code. That is promo code locked on L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download game time today for last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Guys, we're gonna talk about the wide receiver situation for the Browns, but I want to start with this. I'm gonna show you a blind resume and tell me if you guys can figure out who this is. Kenny Galladay. Seventy targets. This season. What a pool. Seventy targets, thirty-two receptions, three hundred forty-seven reception yards, and a touchdown. Who is that? Wait a Give minute. Ten this, seconds. This guy plays for the Browns. Ten. Nine. No. no well, who is it? It could be anybody. Eight. Seven. Harrison. It's impossible to guess. So, Steve. Harrison Brown. Odell Steve, Beckham Jr. Steve, let's see who it is. No, Odell's got more than that. This is what you combined with Cedric Tillman, David <laughs> Bell, and Marquise Goodwin this season. So, if Elijah Moore can't go, these are receivers two, three, and four at the moment. So, with that in mind, guys, if Elijah Moore is not back from his concussion by the playoffs, he definitely will not play in week 18. Do you think the Browns need to peruse the free agent market to find another receiver? Possibly call up Austin Watkins Jr. from the practice Wait a minute, wait a minute. What did you just say? If he's not back Sunday, he's definitely not playing week 18? No, no, he's definitely not playing week 18. He may be back for the playoffs. If he's not back for the playoffs. Guys, I would say... Oh, I see. Okay. I I said this last week, Jay, you and G were not here. Uh, I'd be giving Jarvis Landry a call right now. I've said that week 10. What is he... I don't know what he has left in the tank. Obviously, he worked out... For somebody a few weeks ago. The Colts on the 20th. And they didn't sign him, so that's a little telling. But uh, I would definitely give Jarvis Landry a call because he would be a perfect fit here, assuming he, you know, I mean, he's not that old. I'm surprised he's what out is of the he, league. he, 29? Probably I don't 30, know. 30? Uh, 30. I'll look it up. I don't I think, think he's 30. 30. Yeah, not very, very old. He, yeah, I mean... And he's certainly not much older than that, even if he oh, is 30. Oh, oh, he's so 31. 20, 29 is 31. That's young? No. That's young enough for one postseason. If you're a wide receiver in the NFL, it's, it's you're closer to the end than the beginning. I, I'm not talking about signing him long term. No, I'm we don't need him for the next month. And Bull, remember yeah. we had these same conversations about Kareem Hunt and Joe Flacco. Remember, right here in these chairs, yeah. yep. we had the same exact conversation. Should they call Kareem Hunt? Yes, yes, they did. Look what he's doing this year. He's they, been an incredible well, goal I, line back. I always said the thing about Jarvis is he he brings something that you don't necessarily have. The in intangibles. It, it's the it's the 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 toughness, the physicality. He literally changed the whole mindset of a room, a position, room, a team actually. Like when they, like when, when they, he had his when he went viral for the you you guys got to practice type speech. Yeah. Like that changed everything. So yeah, yeah. he brings something because the wide receiver room. I, Amari Cooper's a great receiver, but he's not a vocal guy. He's pretty quiet about things. Yeah, Jarvis brings that passion and energy that's going to get them going. I'm still cool with Marquise Goodwin because although his numbers isn't great, he missed a bunch of the season with the concussion. <laughs> Putting him out there still scares the heck out of any DB yeah. that lines up against him. He's a nice him. So That right the there is still going to get you. And Joe Flacco's proven that he can hit him I, on I, a deep route. I so. just feel like Jarvis can come off the, the couch 
and catch you five passes for 50 yards. I agree. Right? And I, he, I wonder what kind of shape he was in. The fact that the Colts didn't sign yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was, that's a little what, bit of a red flag. What, 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 yeah, what, what a Colts is stupid. We got to see again, who they signed. We don't know what he looks like. I just said this a minute ago. Risk versus reward. You sign Jarvis Landry, there's zero risk. What's the risk? Uh, you know, I'm paying him league minimum, probably. I'm, I'm the Duke of Knee Jerk, but here's what I'm going to tell you, man. If they bring Jarvis Landry in, they they up the ante and tell me that they're trying to win a Super Bowl. I really think he can be a missing piece on a team. The Browns, where they at, a, a veteran. He's the dude that comes in, and I know a lot of people don't like storylines, but but there's a lot of people that wasn't advocating for Joe Flacco when we was advocating for him. There was a lot of people saying Kareem Hunt was done three. This dude got 10 touchdowns. We're not asking Jarvis Landry to be three, five, 10 years Jarvis Landry. We asking Jarvis Landry in, in the AFC Championship game to come down with a, a clutch 39. You're telling me he's not better than David Bell right now? Yeah. You can't tell me he can't, get, a, he can't get open on, on press man coverage against some rookie? That type, and, and when you look at the story, think about how that's, that, that when you, if you get a Jarvis Landry who never wanted to leave to start with, like Kareem Hunt talks about it. You talk to him, Jay, at the, at the, at the food, okay, the, the so food thing. He, he wants, he wanted to be here. It's special. So for me, it may seem like, oh, this is a Disney story. I'm going to tell you what. You bring Jarvis Landry so, in here, so, you give yourself a chance to so, get the Super So let's Bowl. talk about Jarvis in this coach workout. He worked out. It was eight people that he worked out with, and all of them wasn't wide receivers. They ended up signing Jaden Mickens on the practice squad. Is he a wide receiver? He's a wide receiver, but he's a return guy. He's a okay, return so that's specialist. Different. Yeah. The Maybe receivers they... was Jarvis, uh, Kiki Kuti, Kendall Hinton, yeah. Adam Humphreys, that's a DB. That's a DB. Jaden Mickens. You imagine Jarvis Landry yeah, that was showing it. up to yeah. that cattle call. Yeah. So that I'm not excited about what's the that. Names. Who are the other names you had up there, Mike? Just in case, I'm curious. Uh, Steve, you take 164A. The other guy I think is, is kind of interesting. I was trying to look for guys who either have played in Stefanski's system. Well, Higgins was here. Or have a relationship with Joe Flacco because coming in this late, if they were to sign somebody, you're not going to totally pick up something new. Yeah, and Corey Davis was right. the other guy I kind of liked. He retired before the season. He was on the Jets, and he actually had a career right. high in Higgins yards per here. reception last year. Uh, Crowder and Galladay, I just threw on there. Crowder played with So Flacco, he has he has experience with Flacco. With the Jets. Corey Crowder Davis. and I, Davis do. I, I, the I, only two names on that list is Jarvis and Higgins. Why? Because it's so late in the season that they can pick the playbook up like that because they've already been in the system. I like Jarvis over all of those because Jarvis catches a drag route and he's a physical runner. Well, right, he, what it's not numbers. like he's his last it's year in New Orleans because he hasn't been with something. the team. I think, a lot of I think he did too. I think he did too. Maybe I'd be okay with any of those guys. Gala, I have no interest in Gala. Not Gala. The rest of them are all all fine if it's not you know Landry's clearly the best choice come on AB last year Jarvis Landry only played nine games had 25 receptions for 270 yards and one touchdown well we don't I mean that's kind of equivalent to what uh the three what uh he's on on a very Cedric Tillman pace but he only played nine games Tillman's played essentially Cedric Tillman number you ever grow up in your neighborhood and you used to be playing you know football with the little tomboy down the street and then all of a sudden one summer she come back you like hold on I don't want you. You're not a receiver right now. You actually doing your thing a little bit. And people, ah, you don't want to date her. You said, listen, don't worry about that. Y'all's game ain't together. See, I can upgrade her. I can, listen, we could go get her into a nice outfit. She put her hair down. It's about to be a problem. You bring her into that homecoming. You're like, gee, Bush got him one, bro. Where did that come from? We don't worry about <laughs> nothing to happen with, with any other team. Jarvis yeah. Landry come up in here. We, you get him together with that visor back again. He gonna get two ticks faster. I mean, visor. What do you? Sheesh, you know, I, love, I love how G Bush is styling up his girls. Yes. Sir. Hey, hon, you got to get a nice outfit. You got to put that what hair down. Ooh, what are you asking? I'll give you a makeover. Yeah. What are you asking these receivers to do? Like, it's not like Amari Cooper's gonna be healthy. Are you? And you got Marquis still got the speed. You still need somebody that can get the tough yards. You, like throw, first him a, you throw him a yeah. drag or something, he's going to catch the Jarvis ball. Jarvis Landry's a good first down understand. wide receiver. Hey, can you imagine if it's third down and I, I got Njoku and I got Amari Cooper and Jarvis? I feel good about picking Wait, that up. Was there any chatter about why Jarvis didn't get signed, what he looked like? They anything said, that, did you guys see anything no, online? I, don't I wonder if he was looking for too much money and by the time he was willing to take less. Man, if you're Jarvis, you're playing yeah. for league minimum. 
I well, mean, at this they ended point, up signing a special teams guy because Mickens is one of the better returners. He yeah. actually sure. has been a very productive. And maybe coach. that's what they were looking for. I wonder for. if that's more of what they were looking for. Or they for needed a hybrid. Else. Maybe they needed a return guy who could help them at receiver. We specifically need a receiver. See, see, Jay, this is, this is the analogy. When you do, when you're in the media, right? Once you get to a certain age, how many media guys go from Wichita to New York after the age of 50? Oh, no, it ain't happening at that point. No. So, yeah. right. Like, look, look, you like, nah, I know for a fact. You're not getting that off. So, when you talk about a receiver, he's 31 years old. Why would I bring you in? I, I'm going to get this up and coming. I'm going to pay him less. Right. He's going to do more. Right. And I ain't got to worry about getting you the football. Yeah. Like, like it, it's just a no-brainer. But well, here's different. The culture, though, I, I mean, if I'm the Colts and I can bring a – because there's one thing that everybody will agree on. He is going to upgrade your culture, yeah, no period, doubt. no matter what. No matter no who – Whatever team he goes to, there's going to be a buzz in the locker room. Jarvis is here. Jarvis back. Jarvis just walked in the building. Like, that, he'll bring a certain cachet. This yeah. guy that they signed, they, he had to be introduced to everybody. Yeah. Right. When you bring yeah. Jarvis in, there's going to be no introductions. There's going to be a lot of reunion hugs. Yeah. yeah. A and, lot. And, and, and it shows this season, anytime you brought somebody back, Kareem Hunt, it's been it's helped and, you win. And really, if you think about it, this season, you have a chance to, the narrative of this season, can be like the island of misfit toys. Boy. You bring in Joe Flacco off of the couch. You bring in Kareem Hunt. No one wanted him. You bring in Jarvis Landry. Nobody wanted him. There's something to be said about a winner and a proven veteran who has done it at a high level. There is a certain amount of get back. I'll guarantee you in Joe Flacco's mind, he has played this scenario out. We go to Baltimore for the AFC Championship. Oh, yeah. You're, he's not human if he hasn't played that out. Mm. Oh, he's he's also that, not yeah. human if he doesn't see himself throwing for four touchdowns and rolling out with the Lamar Hunt trophy on his way to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I need one. You know, what I, you know what I like about Jarvis? It's because Jarvis, when he first got here, he, he came out and said, they sent me to, to Cleveland to end my career. Because, you know, people at that time, Cleveland wasn't really good. He said, Miami <laughs> traded me here to let my career die. And he did such a great job of bringing them up and bringing light to the city. But it's got to be in his mind. I didn't finish it. That job isn't done. You're right. I wanted to bring a championship to that city. And right now, that that group is on the cusp of doing that right now. I can be that piece. I can bring that attitude. I can bring that passion. Let me finish what I started. Yeah. I think out of all the free agent spots, he still hasn't won a ring in his career, I don't think. Out of all no. the spots that he can land, Cleveland probably means the most to him right now because in his mind, he's saying to himself, I didn't finish my job. So move. please give and, that and man an opportunity and, and to Miami finish it. Tyvis, he and his man got a Super Bowl ring <laughs> yeah, he in did. Baltimore. Yeah, he did. So he like, listen, you got yours. And I again, I talk mine. about the redemptive piece of this. Yeah. If Flacco and Jarvis... Walk onto that field in Baltimore. Man, that's a Flacco has a chance to get over on his old team. Yep. Jarvis has a chance to get over on his lifelong best friend hmm. and get a chance at adding that ring too. That's crazy. I, I just I think it's another layer to the redemptive story that has become twenty twenty three, now yeah. twenty twenty four. What like Bull said? What do you have to lose? It's no, free. No, no, I'm just saying it's not I like you signed him to a big deal. But even if it ends up not being Jarvis, even though he's our first choice for all of us. They got. They should bring in somebody because that yeah. was a pretty vicious concussion that Elijah Moore had. The, 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 I mean, Marquise Goodwin missed five weeks when he had the concussion. And and you want to don't don't just sit pat. Don't you, you we we applaud you for making a move with Flacco. It gave you life. Now Flacco is looking around and he he got it. And I hope Joe Flacco goes to him because he has a little cachet built up too and be like, yeah. look. I know I, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad y'all let me be in here, but now I'm a part of this. You got to get me somebody because it's going to come down to a couple of plays here or there. Right. And 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 do you want to trust the young guys or do you want to have somebody that's in, in the holster ready? You want to have that. Right now, the Browns have two great options in the passing. Yes. Game. Cooper and Njoku, we're thrilled with them both. They're both doing great. You need that third trusted option. that Because right now, the third option is a crapshoot. No, no. And, you know, Elijah, you know, honestly, I mean, maybe it, it's probably unfair and it's probably not true, but I would actually trust Jarvis Landry even more than I trust Elijah Moore. I would too. Even though Elijah Moore's been playing all season. That's probably not fair, but that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, it's Jarvis Landry. Yeah. He's got almost 8,000 yards in his career. There's a reason. All right, Mike, what do you got? 
We're going to talk about Ohio State in one sec, but a quick reminder that even if the Browns do not play their stars, if they agree with you and rest, we are still having a post-game show. We will be live at the two-minute warning, as always, to recap the final regular game of the season for the Cleveland Browns. It'll be me, G. Bush, Earl, as always, bringing you instant analysis to whatever happens against Cincinnati on Sunday. Let's talk a little Ohio State here, guys. It was obviously a disgusting showing against Missouri in the bowl game. And, Tyvis, while you're here... What do they do with Ryan Day? The, con- the conversation and the question has to be asked now. Go ahead. <laughs> what do they do with Ryan Day? I think it's up Ryan, to you. Is he I, back or is he gone? Well, do Ryan, you care about the Missouri game, by the way? Does that matter? I or? care zero about that yeah, game. Yeah, I didn't care about it. Did you? Zero. Talk to him. What do you mean care? What like, you, did, did that – like, to me – It you, wrecked you, your day when they lost? Well, I, I, the not question mine. is, like, it's that not, didn't change – I already thought Ryan – I already would move on from Ryan Day. I don't think him. that game's going to change my mind one way or the other. And talk it shouldn't. Him. So, but that, that – Talk to him. Disagree with? Yeah, because the thing about Ohio State is, even though the coaching stuff is messed up, you might got guys in and out of the lineup. I've never seen the product look that bad. Like, that was yeah, – Against Missouri. It was horrible. Horrible. The worst performance. I've watched the Buckeyes go six and seven in a season, and that six and seventeen was smoked them. That's how I feel right now about mm-hmm. them. That Ooh. that what they put out there is unacceptable. It's c- completely unacceptable. The trenches got dominated, and we're talking about a team that wanted to go and play for the national championship this year. You can't even beat a mid-tier SEC. Wait, school. wait, wait, wait. On the mid-tier thing, hold mid-tier. on. Mid-tier. Don't hold do on. that. Did Don't you do watch that. the entire Missouri-Georgia game? Yeah. Yeah, what about it? They had George beat. Yeah, the late interception is the reason they, they lost that game. You, so, oh, Indiana's had teams beat many, many listen, times listen, in the Big I just Ten, think and they blow it in there. careful with the mid-tier SEC so team. Are they a top that tier? That team won 11 games. That team was top 25 in offense. That team was top 25 in defense. Can we give it a tier in between the top and the mid? Can't I think it. they are they are closer G-book. to the Wait, when you hear no. Missouri G, what you think? Okay, I, I hear that they're they supposed to be playing at the Outback Bowl. <laughs> like, like here, the, See that you're letting your history. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Like and no. Are they eating blooming onions. Listen, they have a really good, good. They, they have a good really good running back, and they have a really good wide receiver. And the quarterback oh. plays hard. Yeah, that's it. Well, their defense is top twenty-five in the country. So is Ohio playing State. in the Southeastern Conference. So is Ohio State. It, 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 here, okay, here's so the, they're in Ohio State's league this year. They beat Ohio State. But they should Here's the other thing, too. The reason Missouri means nothing to me, you're playing without your best offensive player. You're playing without your starting quarterback and the way it turned out, your second team quarterback. I won a championship like that. From the first series on. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's great. Right. Cardale, Cardale Jones proved up to the task. These guys, Cardell Jones isn't walking through that door. That's the problem, That's There you go. What you talking about is irrelevant to me. I'm going to tell you why. Cardell Jones didn't have the option of saying, Coach, see ya. I'm gone. Today? What does that have to do with anything? Well, you know who would have been on this team? Who? Guy by the name of Ewers who lost in the... Semi-final yesterday. Yeah, but hold on. Devin Brown was a He had the opportunity to bolt. So he bolted. There were two Cardale didn't. Hey, hey, I don't look, understand me, what me, that me, has to do with it. Let me give you this. Let me give you the history. <laughs> it's a level. It's levels to it. So you go way back. You had Troy Smith, right? Then after Troy Smith left, you, you had Terrell Pryor. Mm-hmm. And then you had Braxton Miller. Mm-hmm. After Braxton Miller, you had JT Barrett. Mm-hmm. After JT Barrett, who else did you have? Uh, uh, JT Dwayne. Barrett. Dwayne Haskins. Justin. Justin Fields. CJ. CJ Stroud. Cardell in there. And Cardell Jones in there. Cardale in there. And we get to this year. See, y'all be messing around and recruiting. What in the world are you doing with Devin Brown? I don't care what, I don't care what his five says. He is not it. <laughs> when you run around with 33 on your gimmick, just the way we saw 98 with that dude from Michigan for years, put a, put a regular uniform on and get your mind ready to be a quarterback. You playing around. Now, Kyle McCord, when you transfer and go to Syracuse, you just tell me you wasn't that good. You're just like, you know, I ain't even went on my smoke. I'm just going to go to Syracuse. They better get in the portal 
and they better get in that portal. Well, they've fast. got a five star coming. They bet they got that quarterback coming. Air, what's his name? What's his Air, Dolan. Air, Dolan. Air Dolan. Yeah, Air Dolan. But they already had two five stars in the room. These two were five stars. Lincoln was a five star. Devin Brown's a five star. We're Devin like, Brown. They have the talent five. on paper. You, yeah, but you now that we've seen them, we by the way, they're not Isn't the first five stars. So that overrated. On their, on what star guy is? <laughs> yes, like, clearly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Clearly, we have, but it's what we use. Wait a minute. It's like PFF grades. Let me answer the question because I never answered the question about Ryan Day. I was disgusted by the performance that y'all threw me off with that. But Ryan Day, the seat is on fire. The seat is on fire. Oh, that's season. a given. What I would tell you is what you need to do. I'm not going I will give you one more season. This is it. One more season, but there has to be some changes made on your coaching staff, my brother, because for many yes. years you have went out there and promoted guys that don't deserve it. You got coaches in there that didn't really can't coach. That's really just collecting the paycheck. You have to cut that baggage and get guys in there that got football minds that's going to dedicate themselves to getting this program back to where it's at. Let the buddy-buddy stuff go. Yes, they're going to be mad at you. You're supposed to be your boy. You got to fire your boy. They always tell you never hire your friends or family. Get rid of both of them. Anybody that's on the staff that you feel like is not helping these kids, because at the end of the day, that's what it's about, developing these kids and helping these kids get to where they got to get. If you're not going to do that and not have these guys on that staff, you're doing everybody at Ohio State a disservice. Who doesn't belong? You need to make some changes on your coaching staff. Where? Right now, today. Where? I don't like the defensive. I don't like the defensive coordinator. I hate their scheme. I wouldn't say the defensive I coordinator. I still hate their scheme because the defense. I don't. I'm not a huge fan I of the hate scheme, it. but the scheme did help them win. But at some point, we gotta get some more production from the offensive line. That looks atrocious. So out the O line coach. Has we to gotta go. get some production from the defensive line. We can't get five star recruits and only get five stacks in the season. That's ridiculous. Um, as far as wide receiver wise, I mean, Brian well, Hartline, Hartline isn't going he, anywhere. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. But he's done his thing. But I tell you what. You won't notice for me a little bit this year because I give you the JSN, the Chris Olave, and the Garrett Wilson. I give you that. You did your thing on those. Marvin Harrison, you get no credit. That's the son of a Hall of Famer. He's going to be oh, good. So the, Pure talent. No credit? I need to see something. There's no way that that uh, Emeka should have looked the exact same. Julian Fleming should have looked the exact same. Who, by the way, is the biggest recruit wide receiver we've ever had in the history of Ohio State. He did not look any better this season. That's why he hit the transfer portal. You, it's to be no reason why you got all a room full of five stars, but you only playing three wide receivers. Where is the rotation at in that? I, f- help me figure it out. These guys are supposed to be good. You're supposed to be developing these guys. Why are we going in every game only Mm-mm-mm. confident in three guys playing? So we need to figure that situation out as well. Well, let me ask you guys this. Jay, Jay, I know you're a diehard fan, and Tyvis, obviously, you're an alum. What, From an outsider's perspective, what always made Ohio State special and what made them one of the elite teams in college football is that Ohio, in terms of high school talent, is probably what? Third, fourth, Third. fifth best in the country? Third or fourth, depending. Okay. And it who- usually goes Texas, California, New Jersey, Ohio, three, Florida, four. Is it, Florida Pennsylvania, is Florida's in Florida, there. right. So, I mean, but depending on the year, they're definitely top five. If you think of most of the other states that are great, especially Texas, Florida, and California, well, there's a lot of big-time colleges in all three of those states. Absolutely right. They have, have an advantage. You have one big-time college here. Cincinnati's yeah. not a, I know they've had a couple of years. But they're not a big-time no. college. They're not a national university. They're not. Ohio State is a national university. You get students from all over the country. But what's special is you have a state with amazing high school talent. And in theory, every great player in Ohio should want to go to Ohio State. And I feel like since maybe it's been trending that way in a while and I didn't notice it. But I feel like since Ryan Day's been there... That Ohio, that magic of being from Ohio has started to disappear. Well, from the I will school. tell you though, you can go back. Um, you can go back. I know Urban was recruiting guys out of he state. He was, but, but Charles Woodson uh, played at Fremont. You know, a lot closer to Columbus. He decided to go to Jay, Michigan. But there were enough great. Desmond Howard played here in Cleveland. But it he feels got away. like to the players that are there now that the rivalries and be and 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 being from Ohio doesn't mean as much to the players there anymore. No, you may be right on that. I don't know. I think generationally, I've had this talk with my son too. Uh, it is viewed differently. Younger kids yeah. view those rivalries differently now. They really do. Um, there's so many more things now that come into play with the NIL and the portal and the ease of movement that players now have. Guys, get used to it. College football's product, to me, this was my least interested year in my lifetime. In my lifetime. I am a die-hard college football fan. I love it. Just a little below the NFL for me. I was least interested this year than just about any other year. Now, I think that'll change next year when we go to 12. 
On the original question, you're a fire. You're a yeah. keep. One year seats on fire. He better win a national championship <laughs> next year. Or he's done. Because here's the thing: we we forget how quickly your program can go from this to this. I'll name you a couple teams: Auburn. Nobody cares about Auburn. Y'all was just hell. Mad. LSU. LSU. Y'all, y'all won a championship the next year. Ogeron is out of here. Florida State. Look how quickly you can be good and not. Ohio State can recruit anywhere. Florida. Florida. Not <laughs> irrelevant. Uh, Oklahoma. Who cares about what you're doing? If you're Ohio State, you're supposed to be able to draft and and and, and, and bring guys in anywhere. The problem with Ohio State is this. I looked up the stats. I'm looking at, you know, Chip Trainum. He's transferring, right? Kentucky. Yep. Mayan Williams. I'm out of here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the draft, right? 17 or 18 now in the portal, Peace right? out. 18. Fleming, 18. Fleming, the highest rated recruit you've had. He's up out of here. Ameka Buku, over 1,000 yards, 400 yards for a guy that was supposed to be talking about first round. Bye. Marvin Harrison, obviously, he was great. But, but the problem is in your trenches. Henderson had 900 yards. Now, he has injuries, right? He missed a lot of time. He missed a lot of time. But when you watch the way Michigan runs the football, they get them tight splits, they get down in their stance, and it's going to be a game. They they literally, went, and this is Saban, they said, we ain't worried about you. We about to, we about to get you off this line of scrimmage. The and aggressiveness that they play but with you know is how they different. Learned they learned that from going up against Georgia, what, two years ago? They got dominated on the line of scrimmage. So sure, said, Jim Harbaugh made the calculation. Yeah. What do we have to fix? The line of scrimmage. Yeah. I don't know why. It's it's never going to change. Your, the offense and defense line tells the story of the team every single well, time. Well, the, the philosophical difference between football and college in the South it was always a speed game. Mm-hmm. You know this, Tyvis. Yeah. In the North and the Midwest, it was always, we're going to put our cattle ranchers up against your thoroughbreds. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way it was. And in general, if you look for the length of college football over the last 50 years, <clears throat> excuse me, the speed has won out. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions. I'll give you a lot of them. Ohio State was an exception. Ohio State had great skills players, but when they last won it in 15, they were dominant on both sides of the yes, line. Yes, yes. Great uh, uh, offensive work. and defensive lines. I think what's interesting to watch, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday about this, and he agreed. I had said college basketball over the last 20 years has devolved into where I don't care. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I can't follow the players. I don't know who's who. I don't know where they are. I don't know where they came from. They're one and done. No, there's no continuity. There's no team. Mm-hmm. You're, you're rooting for the front of the jersey. You can't even get to know the back of the jersey. Mm-hmm. College football in two years has accomplished what it took college basketball two decades to do. They These bowl games were a joke. You're the Florida State-Georgia game, and I was glad that Kirby Smart said something because he was the winning coach. And he came out flatly and said, guys, it's broken, and you better fix it. This doesn't work. Well, they did it to themselves. They did. They yeah. did it to themselves. What they did, I think the, the pendulum was swinging, and instead of it like moving it marginally, they took it way over here. That's that's the way and it works. And damage is done. And I don't know how you put that I, genie back e- in the bottle. It's easy, easy. You need to you need to disavow and stop connecting sports with college. It's a ruse. Who says, come over here to follow your dreams, but you got to make me money first? Come on. <laughs> like they should, you shouldn't have to go to school. You know what? We're gonna all the big schools go do your conference things. You get a deferred scholarship. You're not even going to school. And you, you're here to play games, get paid, and we'll give you a signing bonus. How that works is if you want Well, then it becomes a league that competes with the NFL. It's they, professional football. There you go. I give, they are professionals. And the way you fix it, the, the transfer portal is saying this. You think really hard if you say, I'm getting 250000 or whatever a year. Mm-hmm. And they say, listen, for every year that you re-sign, just like a regular worker, people get signing bonus and retention bonuses. I'm gonna give you another 200. So if you you like, well, oh, that's great. And then the next year, if it goes to three, I'm gonna give you some more. People would think twice. Well, if the first thing you'd see is you wouldn't have 85 man rosters; you'd have 50 man rosters. Ain't, ain't so, so now you're eliminating the opportunity for 33 kids per program, 35 kids per program times 120. Come on down to the MAC. We'll give you a little money, not as much as them. <laughs> I, I, let's wrap it up this way because I know we got Mary Kay um, waiting. Uh, I reached out to a bunch of former Buckeye players, friends that I've had through the years. Some played in the 90s, aughts, tens, and none in the 20s. You're my 
You're, no, you didn't play in the, tw- in the 20s either. Um, I just asked two questions. Should Ryan Day, will Ryan Day be fired? Should Ryan Day be fired? It was universal. No and no to everybody. I just heard from the last one just as the show was starting. No and no. They all had trepidation. They all say this is it. This is the last year. To your point. You haven't wanted him fired. You saying last year also? One more year. One more year. Now, you've (laughs) got to figure out an exit strategy. You can't just willy-nilly, because this is what fans do that call into sports shows. He's got to (laughs) go. Okay, so who's coming? Yeah, you got to plan. But Ohio State should be able to get whoever they want. here's what I want. I want one of two guys. Mike Vrabel. Vrabel. Urban Meyer or Mike Vrabel. (laughs) And if you can't get either of those guys. Would you take Marcus Freeman? No. Okay. (laughs) The way he dissed Ohio State on the way out the door? No. (laughs) Okay. He said some shitty things about this program. Both when he was a player and even after his days as a player. Jay fired up as a booster. He's not coming back in. He's not. <laughs> hey, it's like it's like in the movie Meet the Parents. Remember <laughs> when 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 he said, "Yo, we got a very small circle of trust." Jay, yeah. Yeah. And Jay. once you're outside that circle yeah, of trust, Jay, you're outside you're that circle of trust. Jay been talking okay. about street. So quickly, some, quickly some stats. Okay, Urban Meyer had a winning percentage of eight fifty three, third yeah. all time in college football. Ryan Day's winning percentage is 875, better than Urban, Day, Urban Myers. He's 56-8 and eight in his four full seasons. He's made three trips to the playoffs, guys. Three of his four full seasons ended with trips to the playoffs. Take the medals. Five bowls. Sugar Bowl, Fiesta Bowl wins. Sugar and Rose wins. Lost Fiesta Peach Cotton. All of those are elite bowls. Okay. He's two and three in the Bulls. Five and zero oh versus top twenty fives in two thousand nineteen. Lost to the eventual runner up in Clemson, twenty nine to twenty three in the semifinals. Three and zero oh against top twenty fives in twenty twenty. Four and two in twenty twenty five or twenty twenty one. The one stat that really jumps out at me that I want to give you: Jim Harbaugh in his first five seasons. Oh, he was terrible for Michigan. <laughs> Terrible. It's beyond terrible. He was His winning percentage was 690. He was 49 and 22. Then they started stealing signs. <laughs> and, <laughs> and no, no, they've been he convicted. The Big Ten investigated. They've been back. convicted. I'm sick of hearing about they that. Are, they, I know you are, but yeah. I'm not. They are 925 winning percentage since the <laughs> sign stealing scandal started. 690 before it. He dropped his time. 690 before it. Jay, Michigan, the here's the last one, and then I'll let you finish. Yeah. Ryan Day is 41-3 in the Big Ten. But nobody cares Once, about that. Hold on. Once the NCAA vacates all of Michigan's wins, Ryan Day is going to be 44-0 in the Big Ten. And you guys are advocating to fire him. No, they won't you get are. wins. They'll still be 4 No, 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 no. Listen, I, I talk to somebody that is very much – they work at the NCAA. They lost those games. Nobody they're cares. Very, they, but they're going to vacate them. Nobody so cares. So for the official record, if you cheat – and that's a discussion for another day because I don't think the Astros deserve the World Series. I don't. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.